When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and as always, I'm taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, April 15th. We had another full slate of 15 games, and as always, we'll kick it off with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league, starting off with our IL placements. The first one we've got is the designated hitter of the San Francisco Giants, Jock Peterson, being placed on the 10-day IL with right wrist inflammation. The injury doesn't seem too serious. The Giants are pretty loose with their IL placements just to maximize the potential of each and every one of their roster spots, so he should only miss the minimum 10 days. Matt Beatty was recalled, but he likely will be a bench bat, and they'll probably filter players through the DH position rather than a point in everyday DH so we could see a lot of different guys utilized in that designated hitter role in San Francisco. The other IL placement we had is first baseman G-Man Choi landing on the 10-day IL with a left Achilles strain. There's no timetable for his return right now so it does seem pretty serious. Tucupita Marcano was recalled from the minors but Carlos Santana will be the one to shift to first base while Andrew McCutcheon probably sees more time at DH and Connor Joe will see more playing time in the outfield. In terms of transactions, the Angels made a surprise call up bringing up shortstop Zach Neto as he had his contract selected and he'll be on the 40 man and on the major league team he made his major league debut on Saturday he was the 13th overall pick in the 2022 draft so it was a quick journey from college to the major leagues he's the number 82 prospect in all of baseball according to MLB pipeline and he's the number two Los Angeles prospect behind only current catcher Logan Ohapi so he's got a lot of potential so far in the minors he played seven games at double a but he crushed he hit three home runs stole three bases and batted 444 with a 255 WRC plus and he killed it last year as well so he seems to have a really good hit tool with some speed and he's going to be the everyday shortstop for the foreseeable future the corresponding move they made was surprising as they sent David Fletcher to AAA even as a guy that's under a contract extension and is getting paid around like six million dollars a year elsewhere Brandon Hughes was activated from the 15-day IL he's a reliever for the Cubs and he could factor into the ninth inning especially with the way the bullpen has been performing for the Cubs he's the only left-hander in that bullpen so that's the only thing that has me hesitating of appointing him as the closer but he could easily work his way into there even though they don't have any other lefties to turn to nelson velasquez was optioned to the minors in a corresponding move we also saw michael lorenzen a starting pitcher for the detroit tigers activated from the 15-day il he'll be a key member of the rotation and the team optioned ryan creedler to the minor leagues the last two activations we saw were max kepler an outfielder from the minnesota twins being activated from the 10-day il which pushes nick gordon 
Jordan into a utility role. Max Kepler will play every day in right field. He could see less time versus lefties because he's more of a righty killer, but he's definitely somebody that you want in your lineup every day. The corresponding move was Matt Wallner being optioned to the minors. And the last one we've got is a good one as we see Lars Newtbar returning to the major league roster after dealing with an injury that placed him on the 10-day IL. He will play left field every day for the St. Louis Cardinals, which takes playing time away from both Alec Burleson and Dylan Carlson and Juan Yepes as well as he was optioned to the minors. But I'm excited to see what Newtbar does after his stint with the Japanese national team in the WBC. In terms of news, starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff has a subscapularis strain, which is one of the four muscles which compose the rotator cuff apparatus. Thank you, Google. He will miss more than the originally estimated two weeks that came with his 15-day IL placement, and the status of his return is still to be determined. Outfielder Michael Harris II, MH2, won't be activated when first eligible on Monday, tomorrow, as he's still struggling to recover from that back strain that landed him on the IL. He is yet to be cleared to take batting practice, so keep an eye on that one. Elsewhere, starting pitcher Max Scherzer will have his start pushed back three days, and he'll now start on Wednesday as he's dealing with side slash back soreness. So let's hope it's nothing serious as he's one of the elite starters in all of baseball, and at his age, he seems to be struggling with injuries more and more often. The last bit of news we have is catcher Will Smith as he's dealing with some sort of illness. We're not really sure what it is. It kept him out of both of the last two games, but the team will run tests to figure out what's going on, but he likely won't be behind the plate on Sunday. Now that we got the news notes and IL placements out of the way, let's look at the notable performances from around the league. Starting off with the hitters, the first notable performance we'll check out is Will Myers as he helped his team down the Phillies 13-0. He went four for five, scoring four times, blasting two long balls, and hitting a double while knocking in five runs. Those were his first two home runs of the year. Both home runs traveled at least 400 feet with an exit velocity of at least 105 miles per hour. This is a guy that was touted as like the next Brandon Drury, uh, out of nowhere re-breakout for a guy going to Great American Ballpark and taking advantage of the playing time and the friendly confines of the field, but he's yet to fulfill those high expectations. It's still really early on in the season though, so he could definitely still be the guy that some people saw as a big re-breakout candidate. He's got first base and outfield eligibility and he plays every single day, so he's pretty enticing, more so in deep leagues as of now. Elsewhere in the NL Central, Cabrian Hayes had a big game in St. Louis as he helped his team to a win. He went two for four, scoring twice, hitting a home run, knocking in a run, walking once, and stealing a base. So that is a combo meal. It was his first home run of the year, but he's really struggled thus far. He's got a 546 OPS on the season, even after this performance. The home run was crushed, traveling 440 feet with a 108 mile per hour exit velocity. This is a guy that's always hit the ball really hard, but he struggles to put it in the air. So that's the one thing he's always lacked is power. Well, and also health, but you know, hard to control that. Uh, I wanted to say health is not a skill, but it clearly is for some players. He's leading off every day for the Pirates, so he's got a great position in that lineup, and he should score a lot of runs and play good defense, but it's still up in the air whether or not he will finally tap into that power. Jake Cronenworth also had a big day taking on the Brewers as he helped his team to a win. He went three for four, scoring twice and blasting two long balls and knocking in six runs while walking as well. Those were his second and third home runs of the year. The furthest one went 410 feet with a 105.3 mile per hour exit velocity. I wouldn't say that he's like a huge difference maker in fantasy. He's more of like a slightly above average hitter, but I think he is a great fantasy role player in that he can play middle infield and corner infield, first base, second base eligibility, and he won't hurt you in any one statistical category. And he's also in a great lineup, so he's going to score a lot of runs and RBI. They will be available 
available to him in boatloads. So I think he's a great guy to have on your team, no matter what. I just don't think he's going to be the difference maker that he was like a couple years ago, but definitely a guy that you're never going to drop throughout the year. The last batter we'll look at is Yu Chang as he helped the Red Sox take down the Angels. He went two for four with a home run and knocked in four runs. That was his first home run of the year and the first four RBI of the year. His name sort of jumped back on the map after he had a huge performance in the WBC for Chinese Taipei. He's not really in a regular role right now, but that performance he had in the WBC really hinted at the potential that we haven't seen thus far in the majors. He's playing shortstop right now and he could steal the role full time with Trevor Story out if he continues to provide more performances like this one. He's the only real shortstop on the team. I wouldn't say that Kike Hernandez or Bobby Dahlbeck or Christian Arroyo really count. Uh, Side note, there needs to be a whole podcast dedicated to Bobby Dahlbeck playing shortstop. That's beside the point. But the fact that there's no real shortstop on the team gives Chang an even better chance at claiming an everyday role. The last batting note we'll hit on is that both Pete Alonso and Rafael Devers went deep to take control of their respective league's home run title. They both have seven home runs on the year. But if you want more information on the batter performances from around the league, make sure to check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. As for the starting pitcher performances, Domingo Herman went off versus the Minnesota Twins, tossing six and a third innings, allowing just three hits and one and run. He didn't walk anybody and he struck out 11 batters. He did so while racking up 18 whiffs and a 42% CSW, both marks of which led the majors, earning him the golden goal as he had the gallows pole and the king Cole on the day. What a performance from Herman. He rode his curveball to nine whiffs and a 53% CSW and his fastball played off that pitch nicely with four whiffs of its own and a 40% CSW. His last three starts sort of epitomize his status as a cherry bomb. On the 4th of April, he tossed four and two thirds innings, allowed four runs, but did strike out eight batters. That was his first start of the year. And then his second start of the year on the 10th, he lasted just three innings. He didn't strike out anybody and he walked five batters. So I don't know if it's like a control thing that sort of decides how good he's going to be, or if he just sometimes has his days and sometimes doesn't. But today was one of those days that he had his stuff. His next matchup is a tough one against the Blue Jays. I'd probably stay away from that one as we're not quite sure what we get from him from start to start. One guy that's starting to be someone that you can trust from start to start is Hunter Brown as he helped the Astros take down the Texas Rangers tossing seven innings of no earned run ball allowing just five hits and one walk while striking out five batters. He had 11 whiffs and a 28% CSW across 99 pitches. His slider was his go-to pitch in this one. That pitch averages almost 93 miles per hour and it induced six whiffs with a 36% CSW. That's now back-to-back starts of seven shutout innings for Hunter Brown as his last start he did so against the Twins. So he's really starting to pay off for drafters that entrusted him with a role in their rotation. He's a super high upside pitcher and I'm excited to see what he can do for the rest of the season. He gets a tough matchup in Atlanta next, but I think he's a must start right now. So I'm sort of not scared of that at all. Graham Ashcraft also continued his great start to the season as he helped the Reds take down the Phillies. He tossed six innings, allowing four hits, no one runs, four walks, and four strikeouts. Lots of fours there. He had seven whiffs and a 31% CSW. His sinker and cutter are both pitches that have very high velocity. The sinker averaged 97 miles per hour while the cutter averaged 96 and a half miles per hour and then he used his slider as his whiff pitch and it led the trio of pitches with 36% CSW and six whiffs. He's a guy that likely won't have an elite whip because he does walk a few too many batters and he lives in the zone but he makes up for it by being a workhorse that induces weak contact because of how hard his stuff is to hit. The strikeout potential is still up in the air as he harnesses his new arsenal that slider is a new pitch for him but I do think he's going to be pretty solid 
solid throughout the year. He does also have an enticing matchup against the Pirates next, so he's a must pick up if he's out there on the waiver wire, and he's a clear hold if he's already on your team. The last starter we'll look at is Yusei Kikuchi, as he made me look stupid, taking down the Rays. I suggested him as a guy that you should be streaming hitters against, and he said, listen up, Jake, this is the real Yusei Kikuchi. He tossed six innings, allowing four hits, one and run, one walk, while striking out nine batters. He had 13 whiffs and a 28% CSW in the start. The fastball and slider combination he has put in work. The fastball induced six whiffs with a 36% CSW, while the slider induced five whiffs with a 31% CSW. This is coming off a start in which he had a lot of whiffs, but it didn't come with a lot of success, so he finally delivered here. You can sort of count on pitchers getting a lot of whiffs, having success in the future, so that's something to keep an eye on, something to keep in mind. Kikuchi finally parlayed those whiffs into a successful start. Control was a big bugaboo for him in the past couple of years, so it's great to see him limit walks with just one here. He does get the Yankees next. He's likely to face off against Domingo Herman, so he might be a wait and see right now until we can see him repeat this performance. But if you would like the lowdown on every single starter from Saturday, make sure to check out the Plus Pitch Podcast as well as Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup. Now we'll head to the bullpen to talk about some relievers. Starting off with the relievers that earned saves, Jordan Romano maintained his hold of the Major League lead with six saves now. Emmanuel Classe locked down another save. David Robertson did so as well, and so did Kenley Jansen. Surprisingly, Tanner Scott got the save for the Marlins. I guess you could say that AJ Puck had pitched in two of the last three days, so I wouldn't be worried that Scott is going to take this role away from Puck. Now in terms of closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves, there were a lot. Alex Lang, Reynaldo Lopez, David Bednar, and Ryan Helsley all pitched in the ninth inning of games that end up in extra innings, so there's nothing really to read into there. Danny Jimenez pitched in a game with his team down by one. Carlos Estevez was used in the seventh inning, which was somewhat surprising. I'm not sure what his role is right now. Scott Barlow pitched in a game in which his team was up by six. Andrew Chafin helped his team escape a jam, but did not pitch in the ninth inning. Michael Fulmer blew a save to the Dodgers on Jackie Robinson Day, so I guess he was just fulfilling his role to have a sweet ending to the holiday and Pierce Johnson got some work in but if you would like an in-depth look at every single bullpen from around the league on Saturday make sure to check out the reliever ranks article which was written by yours truly before we look forward to today we're going to take a quick break fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss that's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thanks very much, Jake. Looking at today's weather, the one game really stands out is some pretty awful weather. It's going to be windy, it's going to be cold, and there'll be some rain falling as well. And that's in Chicago on the south side where the White Sox are hosting the Baltimore Orioles. This could be a postponement, um, something to be 
careful about when it comes to DFS and your fantasy, your season-long leagues. But the good news is this is the only game with uh, a major threat of rain or postponement or delay of any kind. So at least there's that. Back to you. Thanks, Mark. Now we'll look forward to Sunday, April 16th, kicking it off with the probable starters for tomorrow. As always, I'll give my matchup to watch of the day, and that's an exciting one, as we've got two aces in Shane McClanahan taking on Alec Manoa. McClanahan's got some of the craziest stuff in the league, while Alec Manoa's got that dog in him, so that's going to be a fun start to watch. The auto start tier is absolutely stacked, as half of the league starters are in the auto start tier. We've got 15 starters that are auto starts. Some of the top options include Garrett Cole taking on the Twins, Dylan Cease taking on the Orioles and Luis Castillo getting Rocky Road. The probably start tier has six pitchers as well. So we've got a lot of aces going on Sunday and the questionable start tier has two pitchers and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Matt Boyd as he takes on his former team the San Francisco Giants. I'd also keep an eye out for Garrett Whitlock as he takes on the Angels and Kyle Wright as he heads to Kansas City. Both of those guys are one start removed from their IL placement to start the year so I'm excited to see if they can sort of take a step forward as they stretch out and get used to the regular season. My hitter suggestions for the day include Guardians hitters versus Patrick Corbin as he has a 7.71 ERA and has consistently been one of the worst starting pitchers in the league across the past couple of years the guardians don't have too many options that are likely on the wire josh bell is a must start if you're doing like dfs that's a guy i'd be looking at he's three for ten in his career versus patrick corbin all right nothing special all three of those hits have been long balls so he definitely has something on patrick corbin some right-handed hitters to target out of Cleveland include Gabriel Arias, Oscar Gonzalez, and Miles Straw. The other matchup I'll be targeting is Phillies hitters versus Luis Sesa, who has a 7 ERA this year. That one is in Great American Small Park, so you know that you're going to have a positive hitting environment. Sesa's a righty, so some lefties I'll be targeting include Jake Cave, Brandon Marsh, and Bryson Stott. Marsh and Stott, Probably not available on the wire in shallow leagues, definitely, but Jake Cave is somebody to look to stream. In terms of relievers to watch, we actually have a lot here as we had a lot of closers pitch on back-to-back days. Kenley Jansen has pitched on back-to-back days, so we could see Chris Martin, not the lead singer of Coldplay, get a save opportunity. In the AL East as well, Jordan Romano has gone consecutive days, but so has setup man Eric Swanson, so we could see Yimi Garcia having a good shot at pitching the ninth inning. Reynaldo Lopez has also pitched in each of the last two games, and setup man Kendall Graveman threw 33 pitches on Saturday, so we may be pretty tired. That leads me to appoint Aaron Bummer as the sneaky option for saves in Chicago. Emmanuel Class A has gone back to back as well, but so has James Karinchak, who is the setup guy. So I think Trevor Steffen is probably your best shot at vulturing a save in Cleveland. And lastly, Ryan Helsley threw a lot of pitches in his outing, and they do not like using him on back to back days anyway. So Giovanni Gallegos is probably a good bet to vulture a save. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including amazing player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord, to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, and to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast, and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.